Hello and welcome to episode 33 of Just Keep Writing. A podcast for writers, by writers, to keep you writing. Hi, Marshall. And I'm Nick. What's up, dude? You're stuck in the house Ooh. still. <laughs> Quarantine. Quarantine. <laughs> it's real, man. It's real. It's ongoing. It's going to be a while. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, it is. Yeah. And I'm, I'm praying Oh gosh, I'm gonna sound like a weird person for this. I'm praying that the government totally just gives up this power of quarantine as easily as they took it. You know, uh, like, I'm, I'm one of those people. Where I'm like, yeah, government's stepping a little too much on my toes right now, but I'm gonna allow it. I understand for the time being. I understand where you're coming from, but I'm I'm the opposite, man. I I don't want anybody else sick. I don't want anybody. I'd rather stay at home and and try to get through it. But I'm with you. It's hard. It's I mean. When you have kids, like I, you know, I have a lot of friends, I have friends without kids and friends with kids, obviously. And, uh, I think the challenging, more challenging thing is for the folks with kids. Like if you're stuck at home with your partner, that's one thing working from home. I know a lot of people are out of jobs and, you know, obviously hats off to people in the medical industry. They're going through it. And, oh, uh, yeah. you know, my sister-in-law is in New York. Our, our friend Will is in the New York area too. And, um, you know, in LA is crazy. I mean, it's, it's in California is a, a bit of a mess, especially in the South. So I don't know. It's, it's ongoing. It's going to keep going, but, um, I just, I just want everybody, I want to get through it. And as frustrating as it is, sometimes I know it can be a lot worse and it is a lot worse for other folks, but, um, it's hard. I feel like to, you know, and we touched on this when we talked to Will a couple weeks ago too. It's, it's hard to, as, as, <laughs> when all this started to go down, I was like, Oh man, I'm gonna have a ton of time to write and I'll be able to finish my book in no time and blah, blah. blah. And it's like, why is none of that happening? And why is it so hard to freaking write? And it's a combination of things, man. Obviously it's, um, yeah. I mean, for me, it's, it's, there's a lot of emotion that goes along with this and a lot of frustration, but then it's like, there's also, you have to like with anything like a new job or anything or a new lifestyle, you have to get used to, the, the rhythm, you know what I mean? And the newness and, and the system, you know? And so we just got, we got to settle into the new norm and, and then find a way to be creative, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I did. You tell me when you find that new norm. Well, but that's the problem, right? So what is the new norm? I mean, it's, we're getting all this news every day and it's like, okay, so we're not coming out of it anytime soon. So how do I, function within that? How do I get my work done and feel good about being creative and get creative within that? And that's my big struggle right now. And I did write, to be fair, you know, you, me and Will, um, after we recorded last, we did a couple sprints together and that was good. I got a few thousand words down. Mm -hmm. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, I wrote a little bit over, I had spring break last week. So I kind of took a week for off from everything, which was really nice. Um, my birthday last week and my anniversary on Monday, a couple days ago. So, you know, I just been kind of relaxing and trying to spend time with the fam and the wife. But now that I'm back to work yesterday was my, you know, meetings and interviews and all this other stuff and getting curriculum together for the kids. Uh, I feel like I'm busy again, man. <laughs> and I'm like, when am I going to write? When are we going to record the show? We went back and forth. We were supposed to start this an hour and a half ago, right? <laughs> last night. I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be last night. First of all, <laughs> and now it's tonight. <laughs> Yeah, well, and that was lucky too because I had to help my brother go pull up some sub flooring in his bathroom mm. um, last night, um, just so I could help out, you know, and make sure I get help myself later on yeah. when I do house stuff. 
But yeah, it was, I don't know. It's all crazy. My days are blurring together. I don't feel like I even get a break on the weekend. So my work life is, I don't know, like 20 hours a day. Well, I don't know. And that's the problem, man. I feel like we're, because <laughs> it was a joke. I was watching, um, I, 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 we watched Trevor Noah, you know, he does his, mm-hmm. you know, the daily show and he's doing it from home now. And he had, there was this, one of his correspondents was saying, they were doing this bit where um, <laughs> things not to do when you're having a meeting, you know, a virtual meeting. Right. And one of the things was, you know, don't do a meeting with someone that you don't want to talk to or don't do a zoom call with someone you don't want to talk to because you don't have an excuse to get off with them. <laughs> and I thought it was pretty funny. It's like, well, you're lying. If you say you have something else to do, cause you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny. Dude, that is so true. And so since everybody knows we're at home, it's like you can't help but not answer the emails, right? Or the texts from my students or whatever. It's like everybody knows you're home. You're not doing anything. Just because you're home doesn't mean you're not busy. That's my point, right? So how do you – so there's a new norm within that. How do you tell people you're busy when you're at home? (laughs) I just act like normal, like, hey, I'm working. So what I've been doing – and and I'm, the reason I'm doing I'm saying this is that what I've been doing is certain times of the night um, I will take my watch off so I don't see so it doesn't buzz and I'll mm-hmm. put my phone down and I'll watch TV with the family and you know there's a couple hours where I'm just I'm tuned out but then I'll pick yeah. my phone up and there'll be 47 texts from you and Will and there we are whoa 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 whoa, whoa yeah, I mean whoa. I mean let's slow down there 63 yeah there was a lot one night <laughs> one night I was like did I really miss this many dozens of texts in two hours. Turns out I did. So anyway, uh, I'm mad at you, man. I, I love being able to talk to people. And I know where you guys are at and it's all good. So, uh, hey, yes. I'm just saying I love you. I know. It's true. And this is important to us that we continue this, you know, and we support each other. I feel like everybody's so run down, like in Discord, everybody's, I feel like people are falling apart, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Speaking of Discord. Yeah, let's bring yeah. it to that. <laughs> I mean, housekeeping items here, but it just seems a lot of, you know, it, it's really affecting a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely, you know, us, quote unquote, introverts and stuff like that. You know, I think it, it's hit the hardest because so many people care yeah, um, about others. And I think that's the problem is, is like you're, you're in a helpless situation. Yeah. The best you can do is stay home yourself and that's how you help. But what do you do when other people won't stop partying on the weekends, you know? I know. And you know, when you see people's, I don't know, personally, I see folks posting things and it's like, that's not what we're supposed to be doing, you know? And you're posting, you're going against what the governor and what the state and everybody else is saying to do by post and then posting it. And, you know, we're doing what we're supposed to do, but then everybody, you know, people are still throwing their parties and breaking social distancing mm-hmm. protocol and stuff like that. So it's tough, man. And, and I mean, like you know? the whole point of social distancing, like it's not going to get rid of the coronavirus, but it helps alleviate the number of cases that are happening. So our medical and hospital staffs are not overloaded. Like that yeah. is the purpose of it. Like no one's saying, hey, this is going to cure it. No, no, no we're trying not. to manage it. We're trying to let people get it at a rate that we can handle. And it's already hell for those folks in the medical field. And, you know, my, my sister, my brother-in-law, 
Um, and I know a couple other people in the medical industry too. And it's like, it's, it's rough, man. You know? Mm -hmm. So we got to help them too. So we got to do all, we all got to do. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes doing our part is just saying, Hey, how are you? How are you doing? Are you okay? (laughs) And although none of us are okay, how okay can we be considering? Well, I mean, you know, I'm looking to go to bed at like nine o'clock tomorrow night. How about you? I, shit, man. I tell you what, I've not gone to bed before 2 a.m. for over a week. Part of it is I'm obsessed with this video game I've been playing. And the other part is the last couple of days, um, the kids haven't been sleeping too well. And so I have been watching my little documentaries, history documentaries in the living room, waiting for them to settle in. And uh, last night, um, I think I finally went to bed about four thirty. So yeah, yeah. okay, <laughs> it's rough. I man. wish I could do that. Yeah, it's, it's you know, you run on fumes, you know. Um, but anyway, any other housekeeping stuff? What else is going on in Discord, my friend? You know, not a lot. I'm I'm not gonna lie, but we do need to announce a couple things as far as conferences go, don't we? Or do we already uh, we- announce about Mocon? Mocon, I'm pretty sure we announced yeah. uh, Mocon was canceled. We will not be sending that, but I may still be able to sneak an interview with some of the people that could have attended. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah. Um, so we're looking possibly to make some connections that way. Um, maybe a la Murray's brought us 2.0. Well, yeah. And, and what if I'm just thinking too, if we could get a couple of folks from that, from that conference that was supposed to be there and Maurice as well, we could do a little zoom round table thing or something, you know, it might be fun, you know, not, not taking up a lot of people's time, but just getting everybody together and just chatting for a little bit and talking about what we would have done and where people are at and, and what we can do while we're all sequestered. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No kidding. I might, you know, zoom does a, what they call a webinar Mm -hmm. platform. Um, and no one can talk until they raise their hand and the hosts and panelists approve of their mic being unmuted. Oh, that's interesting. So it's a, I mean, that's a good concept to kind of run audio and record it and make sure no one's talking over each other and like keep it super professional, if not. And then, you know, open up for the last 10 minutes, be like, dude, <laughs> go nuts. Say whatever you want. Don't care. We could also do it to where we can request people keep their mics muted until um, they have something to say. And then, so we don't talk over each other too. There's, there's ways to do it, but I like that. I think that'd be cool. Well, more, more to yeah. come on that. Hopefully. Huh? <laughs> the right. The other um, one I was going to mention, I'm going to mention this tomorrow when I record the usual with other will tomorrow is that Sanio Comic-Con we were talking, you, me, and Will were uh, uh, New York. Will we're talking about uh, meeting up down there uh, this mm-hmm. year, and that's obviously late, mid, late July. Uh, they haven't canceled yet, although the rumor on the street is that they are waiting to cancel until the city says they can't do it. Um, and that's obviously a, probably a money thing for sure. But um, for for you know uh, Comic Con International, but. Uh, so that one I think is going to be off the table too. The big, obviously, question mark is September. You know, um, oof, what does that oof. look like for the cruise if it even happens? There's a lot going on with the cruise industry right now. They're shutting down for the next couple months at least. Um, so yeah, man, I don't. It doesn't look good. But do you think? Would you prefer? And this is the question I was going to ask you. 
do you, would you prefer them to just skip this year and, and plan and do the cruise next year? Right. Or if the cruise is canceled yet, we can still get together. Do you prefer that they do like a, uh, an alternative site or something? Uh, alternative site. Why? Because I still want to hang out with them this year. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I still want to see everybody too, honestly. Um, and that's, and that's the thing I, the cruise was, a, is a big draw for me. Um, I just love the physicality of being away and being, you know, in the middle of the ocean, you know, that there's something about that. Uh, that's really appealing, but anyway, no big deal. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying there's a town in Indiana called like Storybrook or story Indiana. Oh, right. Right. And it's like legitimately a little town you can rent. <laughs> Are you saying Mary that's a good Robin- alternative? Mary Robinette is doing it for her retreats that are super personal, like eight people. She announced that like, officially, right? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. I freaking hope so. Cause you and I have talked about it. Yeah, we've, we've talked about it, but I think um, she posted something about it uh, a little while back. I think I oh, know I'm mistaken. Yeah. So, you know, that'd be a cool place to do it. I mean, be nice, mm. be fun. But, you know, all that's dependent on coronavirus. I know. That's Yay. the problem. It just We just don't know yet. Um, yeah. we Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. bringing it back around to Discord. Guys, let us know if you need help. Let us know if you need anything. We're here. We're here for you. We're in the trenches with you on this one. And uh, yeah. just trying to make it through. Right. And I know. And I know it's a struggle, guys. And, and we and you can probably hear in our voices. We're <laughs> we're right there with you. Uh, so what do we want to talk about this week, my friend? Oh, all right. This is a a listener request, as you would say. All right. Um, so depending on how we, we properly set this up, because we did a lot of planning ahead of time. And by a lot of planning, Uh, we did zero. Yeah. Um, so (laughs) I didn't mean to call you out, man, but I'm I'm going to keep it on front street. Hey, hey, I will dime myself out. Thank you. You don't have to do it for me. Okay. Um, yeah. Hey, you know, what we want to talk about is how we approach short stories versus how we approach novels. Um, so we're looking at doing a multi-part section on this one because there's so much that goes into it. For example, short stories, you got to figure out how to tell a story that actually, you know, moves someone in 3,000, 5,000 words, right? That approach to everything, whether it's character development, plot development, or your overall mentality, like, you know, there's a lot into that. So we're thinking maybe three episodes on that one. I'm down with that. Speaking of short short stories, before we get into specifics, um, I think I said on an episode or two ago, I was going to stop writing short stories for a bit. And then I was like, oh, I have all this time and FIA just opened up again and I really want to submit to FIA magazine. So I'm going to try again in the next couple of weeks to write a short story, I think, um, and submit it to them. I think their window is open until the end of the month. Uh, hey, sorry, you just froze. You froze. Is what it was. I, oh, okay, probably. And I asked if you were drunk. 
Am I drunk? No, I'm not drunk. No. Um, because, why? Because your eye, your the light stopped on screen. Your <laughs> eyes were like half open, and I was like, "Well, are you drunk?" I have been drinking, <laughs> but I've I don't think I've ever done a podcast not drinking. So here we are. Uh, you look the same way, by the way. You were like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but anyway, what I was saying was, and post those and, pictures later, and I'll probably, I'll probably. Uh, edit part of that out but the point is as i was saying fire opened up again to the end of the month and i stopped writing oh, short stories but i'm i'm thinking i might try to put together a short story like top to bottom i want to try to, a new technique on planning um how i want to write it and and do a little forethought first and that's kind of going to be my task uh, tomorrow and then i want to draft it over the weekend and then tweak it a little bit um over the next uh, week or so and get it in. I, I just want to start swimming from the ground up and start something different, like take a new approach to short stories. So um, yeah. where do you want to go with it this week? And then I can kind of tell you what my plan is. Yeah. So approach just short stories, right? Um, and by the way, I'm so encouraging you to be applying to FIA again. I, I love those guys. Me too. Um I, you know, I'm just really hedging my bets that this time is it. Third time's the charm. Um, that being said, though, for approach to short stories and things like that, right? Let's take a vague look at it. Before you even start writing the short story, how do you come up with the idea? How do you decide that, hey, this is where I'm starting and this is where I'm ending without feeling like you're cutting off too much? That's a good question. And I don't know what the right answer is. I just got to talk about for me. Like I know there's, there's a myriad of ways to, to approach short story uh, creation, but for me, I, it, a lot of times it starts with a cool first line I thought of, <laughs> and then I just kind of formulate a story from there. Um, but that's more of a, the pantsing version. I would like to, yeah. I would like to take a different approach this time. And I think between now and our next recording, I think I'll have a little bit more to say about how I approach the story that will likely be almost submitted by the time we talk next. Uh, but I have an idea in my head right now, and it's more of a first line, but also kind of a, um, I don't know if what if is the right word, but I don't really know what the right approach is to starting a short story. Usually I just get an idea and I pants it, but I'd like to do an outline version this time. Um, so I'm tr So what I'm attempting to do is taking the uh, first line I have in my head and then doing a outline version of it before I start writing it. Mostly so that I can see if it can actually be a short story. <laughs> Because the problem right. I had with a couple of the other stories I wrote is that people, when I give it they to them, they're like, this is great. And there's more, right? And I was like, no, that's it. And they're like, are you kidding me? And so it makes me think like maybe that person, that idea was too big for a short story. You know what I mean? Um, yes. No, I, I know what you mean. And I also know um, reading a couple of your short stories there is a bigger world and there's always a bigger plot line right. that comes with your short stories, whether it's, it's known to you at the time you write it or not. Um, specifically thinking of your sci phone, right. Or your CI phone. Doesn't matter. <laughs> However you pronounce it. I didn't know I was black until I went to the Apple store line. 
Um, and I love that story and I like the world and I feel like I can expand it, but it was too big kind of in my head. The you can world. totally you know? expand it. It felt like a chapter that I read. <laughs> well, but that's the problem, right? So how do you, I guess the, the complication I'm having is without thinking of it ahead of time and doing some outlining or at least some approaching it the way like Mary Robinette says, like, for example, with the mice cushion or whatever, like what kind of story am I trying to tell? If I don't come up with that ahead of time, then I will start world building in my head and spinning a story that's never going to be 3000 words. Yeah. yeah. Which is our, our, our downfall here, right? Like yeah. we're bad at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say this, and this is how I kind of approach my short stories is there's two emotions I'm always trying to convey for my main character. I'm always trying to make my reader feel something. I want someone to relate to this current situation, right? Whether it's a cool sci-fi scene where you watch a lady transform into a robotic Medusa snake body, right? Mm-hmm. And magic's involved. I like everything about that. But every time you read it, though, you feel the sense of betrayal, you feel the sense of disappointment, like, you know, like, there, okay, there's some cool stuff going on, but I'm going to hit you in the feels right now. I'm going <laughs> to hit you so hard that you're going to really want to kill this, this lady because of, you know, that those are my driving factors. Mm. And that's kind of how I get short stories. And I don't know if it's successful or not, because clearly I have only published one flash fiction piece. So there's that. Um, but it's one of those is one, once I feel I hit an ending point of making my reader feel that emotion that I want, that's when I know, Hey, I need to, I need to round this out. So there's a tidy up the ending here. So there's some conclusion. So, you know, okay, I went through this. I felt this and this. Okay. I've, I've, I've made peace with whatever. Yeah. And, and that's kind of how I do it. And I, I, one of the things I want to do as well, is outline. I want to sit down and Mary Robin has got really good classes on short stories and things like that. It's something she does beyond well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I want to sit down and do my outlines while listening to one of her classes, um, which one is posted on YouTube right now through Brandon Sanderson's class, um, which is fantastic. And that was and that, recommending and that one. And that one's great. And we'll, if I remember, I'll put the link in the show notes. That one is amazing. And the, that was very similar to the one that she did on the boat last year as well. And so um, that is definitely worth checking out. I have, I took copious notes during that, uh, <laughs> during that lecture yeah. last year on the boat, because I was like, this is, this is why I started writing more short fiction anyway, was yeah. because I was taking classes like that and having a better vision for what I was trying to accomplish, you know? Yeah. And kind of catch everyone up to speed that, hasn't taken a short story class from Mary Robinette, you write a flash fiction piece in class. Mm-hmm. Like that is the beauty of how she teaches. She can talk to you all day long, but you really don't pick up these skills unless you're practicing. And so she actually makes you guys practice and it's wonderful. That's actually a class I missed out on due to work. Right. It's fun um, as hell too. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I love my flash fiction to me. Is, I love it. And once I've realized like exactly what you're supposed to be doing with flash fiction, loved it. Yeah. Granted, I write fantasy and sci-fi and 
you know, a lot of these short stories and flash fiction does not, it doesn't sell well, right. if you will, within the realm of short stories. Um, when you're like, I got a wizard yeah. <laughs> fighting a troll, <laughs> you know what I mean? People are like, oh, it's cool, whatever. Like, but I'm going to take the one about the girl right. that was abused. And you're like, okay. Yeah. You're like, can't Fair win enough. against that, I guess. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. That is more relatable on a short story realm, especially flash fiction. So, yeah. yeah. And it's just hard that way. For sure. So, where do you want to go next? Yeah. Next question, right? When it comes to short stories for you and general plot right because mm-hmm. we, we want to talk kind of vague terms here we're vaguely before we deep, dive deep into our other two episodes which potentially are going to be character development and plot but when it comes to plot though like you start with an idea right mm-hmm. do you limit yourself on how many scenes you can have or do you just pants it and hope you end at a good spot that's yeah the the, the latter <laughs> I mean, and, and, I mean, up until now, yeah. Uh, I, again, I would actually really like to take a different approach this time, um, and and do some plotting, and you know, actually, and I think I'm going to use, and maybe I'll put a link in the show notes for that too. Um, I want to go back because I think for short fiction, it's perfect. Is it Dan Wells's seven point plot structure? Yes, um, and that is a really nice tool to use if you're going to outline a bit before you start writing, um, especially for now, short, short fiction. It, I was going to ask you that. Is it great for short fiction or is it limited to novels? No, I actually found, um, well, I applied, I've applied it to both. Um, and I find that the way it's set up, it's actually really works really well for short fiction. Um, you don't have to have every single of the seven, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But like there's, there's certain ones you can kind of smush together for short fiction, but at least having that outline written beforehand will give you an idea of when you're introducing the villain, when, uh, you know, when the pinch point is for the, for the main character to deal, you know, deal with something and when they're going to fail, when you're going to bring them back up and then what the resolution is going to be ahead of time. So you have a structure, you know? Um, so yeah, I think it works. I think it can work just fine for short fiction for sure. So that's the approach I plan to take this time. Um, and then, so no, I don't think ahead of time, you know, how many scenes I can get away with and stuff like that. Cause halftime, I don't even know how, what, who the hell the characters are going to be. So, cause I just, I just write, I just write off the top of my head. You, like I said, I start with the first line. I start with the first line and then see what happens. And that's why I like short fiction too, because it, it, you know, it's, I don't feel, I feel like at some point I can wrap it up and bring it all together. Um, but it's a disorganized mess is what it is. <laughs> hey, I'm with you on this one, man. Which is why most of my I... short stories end up being novelettes or novellas. Very true. Now, something kind of interesting when it comes to actually writing a short story, and this could be good practice, is prose, right? Mm. Using less words with better descriptions. Sure. With with taking, um, and I can't remember the exact terminology on this one, but where it, 
use one word instead of six to take you deeper. Yeah. And, and the idea is, you know, saying more with less in a sense, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you want to be able to convey emotion um, and, you know, suspense or whatever you're trying to get across in less words because you have less words to work with, you know, so everything's got to be concise. You don't have um, purple prose is what they say too. You don't have any extraneous descriptions because you're in a mm -hmm. short story. You don't have extra characters. And this is something that Mary Robinette says too. You don't have extra characters. You don't have, you know, you, you keep it. You can only have so many characters and so many POVs or probably not more than one POV in a short story, depending on the length, you know? Um, and that's about all you can really get away with and, and make it work, you know? Yeah. I mean, all things I've struggled with myself. I'm not going to lie. No. And we all struggle with it. And I think, I think that's why this question came up in our discord and why I don't know for the best people to answer this, but we are happy to struggle along with you guys. And so what I'm mm -hmm. proposing is the two of us try to tackle this, uh, in the next couple of weeks. And then we come back and, uh, and, and, and report, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Cause I have a short story I'm writing. That's more like a real life synopsis. Okay. I'm in. Sounds good. <laughs> Being a stepdad kind of sucks at first. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. It's hard as shit. It's hard as shit. But I, I love it. I know. I mean, being being a father in general is hard as shit. You know? <laughs> right. Being a husband is hard as shit. <laughs> uh, so one of the things I like about short stories is um, the three-act structure. It keeps it simple. It keeps it neat for me. Um, and I always try to follow that. And to be honest with you, I've never done the seven point plot structure where I've actually mapped it out. Um, what I like about the seven point is you can easily put the three act structure within it, but mm -hmm. it actually breaks down um, a couple of the sections a little bit more. So you actually can embed moments or scenes for your book or your short story within the, 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 the three act structure. Does that make sense? So like, yeah. So like, um, I don't have it in front of me, but let's say the first three bullet points of the, of the seven plot structure are act one, let's say. Right. But it gives you nice little, what Dan Wells does is he kind of says what needs to happen within that. Um, and that'll help you kind of guide your story a little bit too, which is kind of good. Gotcha. No, Hey, hey it makes sense to me. I just look at it as it sounds like the seven point plot structure just has sub bullets in my three three act structure yeah essentially yeah essentially mm -hmm. and that's what yeah. you need and that's and that's and some more guidance you know yeah no absolutely there's another exercise that i personally like and it's really weird but i'll try to make a graph for you guys or a visual aid for it but what i, what I do to make sure i'm hitting certain things right oh man what is it called the cardiology line the heartbeat line. Oh, um, you know what I'm saying? You, you know what line I'm talking about? Uh, you're talking about like, like in your body mm -hmm. when it gets measured. Okay. It's called the RR line. Oh, all right. Or the isoelectric line. Thought there was a fancier name. Yeah. Simple's better sometimes. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Anyways, I like to take my sh short stories or any stories for that matter and uh, put it on a line like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I start with plot 
Okay. Obviously it's a flat line and I got to make sure I'm having my spikes Mm -hmm. along the way. But below that, I now then have character development. Right. Okay. And that's going to, that can break down into three or four more, depending on what kind of character you have and what kind of story you're telling. You know, it can, you know, dive into relationships that the character has. It can dive into internal conflict versus external conflict versus plot driven conflict. Mm -hmm. Right. That's three right there. And so I kind of take this and make sure that wherever the main plot is flat or drops, I have two more spiking. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. And and that's kind of, that's one of the things I like to take a look at and be like, okay, like, am I telling a boring story? For example, a boring story. And the English invaded Ireland. (laughs) Right? Right. That that's my story. Pretty boring. And I can give you all the dates and details and tell you, hey, this king and this king got in a fight and they went this way. They fought. There was three battles here, here, and here. You know? Right. But now I'm I have the opportunity to be like, okay, like, well, this kind of sucks. I'm bored. So let me add some tension here. Mm-hmm. Let me add some tension here. Um, and that's why I like the three act structures. You can do that per act. For sure. Um and that's kind of, to be honest, I think this is my own thing. I haven't seen anyone else quite use it. Um, so maybe it will catch on. Maybe it won't. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> I'm betting on the ladder. Uh, I think you're fine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, so I think, I think what we should throw out to our listeners too is in this preliminary more surface conversation about this is, uh, seeing what other folks are doing to prep for their next short story, for example, mm-hmm. right. You know, throw it in the discord, let us know what works for you. Uh, do you use a three X structure, you know, seven plot structure? Is there something else out there we should check out? Um, obviously Mary Arbonnet, um does, has her mice quotient, which we'll talk about, uh, you know, in another episode, but I mean, there's a lot of ways to approach these things. So, the more we have out there, the more that we can talk about. And then that the more that um, the rest of the community can try new things and, and, and that kind of thing. So this is kind of a cry for help guys. Not going to lie. <laughs> well, and, and look, we all need help. And so what would, what <laughs> would actually be helpful for all of us, I think would be to uh, throw it back at the group and in discord yeah say, Hey, this works for me. And actually, if we are all started to talk about our process of approaching things, then maybe that'll kickstart some of us who are stuck like myself and, uh, and some other folks in the discord, um, actually stuck and having a hard time getting creative during this, during this crazy time we're living in, you know, like if we start looking at the process, maybe an idea will come or maybe that will inspire us to do an outline um, or to try something new and, and see what, what words hit the page, you know, total agreeance, my friend, I will never disagree with you most <laughs> days. That's a good place. <laughs> I'm all right with that. <laughs> End on me being right. Let's go with that. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. That means I'm right. Oh, we're, so both, yes. we're both right. My friend. <laughs> hey, I'm going to take my victories where I can. Okay. <laughs> Even the littlest victory right now is, is, is so, so important. <laughs> you know what? Okay. 
this is total off topic here. Little victories right now with writing, right? Mm-hmm. I'm doing. I've done a couple word sprints with you and Will, um, and things like that. I threw it out to our Discord, um, which actually I never got to hop on, unfortunately, mm-hmm. because right. of kids. Um, you know, but I've been able to tell people to write and be creative, and in those spaces where I'm writing and focus on word sprints. I'm so much calmer and happier. Yeah. Word sprints are nice. And I I feel good. The off tangent comment here though is currently for my job is I'm helping people apply for these small business administration payment protection, uh, payroll protection plans, Mm. um, which is great. It's exhausting. We're finally seeing some of these applications come through and people get approved and people are like, thank you so much. Thank you. Like you've saved my business. And you're like, well, shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I feel kind of good now. You know, <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not to brag, but I'm Thor. Hi, how are you? <laughs> well, it's, and, and I think at this point, man, a lot of it is the little things. Like I spent all morning, I was in a meeting this morning and then I spent probably three and a half hours making videos. I did a, I made a 40 minute lecture to introduce a project for my digital media classes. I did all this stuff. I want the kids to create this stuff. And then I did office hours for the first time since this whole thing went down. And I just, I just sat down on, you know, Google Hangouts for an hour and just invited my students to come and say hi or whatever. And I got, I didn't, I didn't get as many as I had hoped, but at the same time it was, that's what I miss about what I'm doing is the students. And it made me feel really good you know, and, and it's those little things like the kids were excited. I was excited. We got to chat for like an hour and then I went for a walk with the dog and the wife and came back and, you know, made dinner. It's like the little things that I miss about my day-to-day job. And like you said, you know, you help somebody, you know, and that feels good. And, and so going Mm -hmm. back to what we were talking about, I mean, you know, maybe helping other writers get unstuck or helping, um, us think about short stories and submitting there's, you know, online magazines aren't going to go away. People are reading, people are creating. So let's, let's get our stuff out there. So the best way to do that is to help each other. So I think, I think we're on the right track, oh. man. I, it's hard to get out of the funk, but I think we're on the right track. <laughs> oh dude, I'm such, I'm full disclosure. I'm about to hit a depression rut. I can feel it. And I, I can feel my, myself emotionally closing off. And it's like, I know it's coming. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm just ready. Like, <laughs> all right, fuck it. Like, yeah. Bring it on. I feel you like mine is day to day, man. It's like, so one uh, day I feel good, one day I don't. <laughs> yeah. That's my stress levels. Yeah. But it's like, I, and I do this every couple of months where, like, up for a week, I will just be like, I feel nothing. Mm-hmm. You all suck. Turn off the lights. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> You know, yeah, and then it's like I'm I'm back to my normal self, but uh, yeah, like you know, being able to to kind of get out of the funk of like everything that's going on and feel good, like you know, it, it is taking effort, and I don't know if anyone's following other agents and editors on Twitter and stuff like that. If you aren't, go look a whole bunch of them up and do. Like they're still looking, yeah. like. Publishing hasn't stopped yet. They're all still working. I don't I don't think it's going to because people are buying books right now. People are buying Audible right now. Like it right. it is what it is. Like And think about this know? too. And and the other thing is think of how much more competitive it will be with everybody having more time. 
<laughs> how how big the slush piles might get and that kind of thing. That's I think about that stuff all the time. It's like you mean how less competitive it's going to be because no one has time all of a sudden, or we all have time and we're not making use of it, or I don't know where we're going with this, dude. But I'll be honest with you, I'm not using my time as wisely as I should be, but um, other people probably are. So let's get our stuff written, right? Hey, I'm just saying this. I work on my desk for like. 10 hours a day. Yeah. I'm not coming back to my desk to write. I know. So of yesterday, since it was sunny out, I sat out and worked out in my front yard for like two hours. Granted, I was working. I didn't get to write, but I was working and it was outside, which was wonderful. I'm a, dude, I'm about to sit in the back of my truck. Right. Just to vary it, right? The back. <laughs> uh-huh. Dude, I got a workbench. That's it, it's a tall workbench, and yeah. I can easily go put one of my tall barstool chairs out there. Yeah. And I, I'm thinking about working out in the garage. I just need to I need to like, figure out be- change it up. And and my issue too is and and I and I think I told you this before. I my normal day job, like I teach, so I'm very rarely sitting. But the amount mm-hmm. of sitting I'm doing right now is driving me insane. So like, and also to write, I usually have to sit. So do I need to create a standing desk? Do I need to, do I need to stand in my kitchen with my laptop on the counter and write? Like, what do I need to do to make it so I can do it? You know what I mean? So anyway, all that said, I think we should end it here, but hit us up in the discord and um, let us know what you are doing. uh, And then we'll come back and we'll put all that stuff in the hopper and, and digest it for our next episode. Please, 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 if you guys haven't done this yet, go to myrightclub.com. Oh, yeah. Sign up and look out for Word Sprints with us. For sure. Um, don't think we're doing any audio that comes with it. Okay. Uh, and that's just for the time being because yeah. it's hard to coordinate. And I don't want people being stepped on or talked over. Um, but I highly encourage you getting a group of two or three together starting your own custom room and being able to get in and talk and write, you know, it's 25 minutes. Yeah. Or is it 20? Yeah. It's 25 minutes. Yeah. Okay. With five minutes breaks. It's fun. It starts. It starts every hour and half hour. And so what some of like you, me and will have done before too, is we'll, we'll have a zoom going and we'll chat for a bit and then we'll be watching the timer on another screen and then write during that timer and then chat in between, you know what I mean? Like, so you could do it that way, or you could just send invites to your friends and, and do it that way. My right club.com is, is, is great. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I absolutely love the way it tracks. It syncs with Dropbox. If you guys need to save stuff. Um, so just keep, keep on plugging along, get signed up. Yep. Let's hang out on a, a word sprint together and uh, try to beat this virus. Eh? Yeah. That's the thing, dude. We'll beat it. Uh, But yeah, write. Let us know what you think in the Discord and we'll be back. This has been Just Keep Writing, a podcast for writers by writers to keep you writing. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter and Nick is at Bright Inks. You can find this show on iTunes and your favorite podcatchers. So like and share this show with your writing community. If you'd like to share or discuss anything we talked on the show or whatever you have going on, you can post it on our Discord channel facebook page or send it to me i am marshall at marshallcar.com or nick at nicholas bright at brightings.org you can find our writing and the show notes for each episode on our websites marshallcar.com and brightings.org lastly if you want to support the show the best way to do that is patreon.com slash just keep writing and you can find us there and 
give us a couple bucks an episode and help us do what we do and we can help you. Now just keep writing. 